0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a recorded meeting uh, that's taking place via Zoom. My name is Damon Jensen Heitman, uh, one of the pastors of First Presbyterian Church, Hastings, Common,
1: Nebraska, joined by Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. And we just disclosed how the sausage is made, Damon. You told them that we record our podcast via Zoom. Now everybody knows the secret's out. And
0: what, and what does that mean?
1: I, I don't know that it means anything. I just thought <laughs> Are
0: they going to stop listening now? Or no, no, no. Gonna...
1: And we're blessed to have this great platform that works so well for uh, doing mm-hmm. a recorded podcast, both video and uh, audio. So if those of you who only listen to us by audio know that there's a video version of this available on our YouTube channel, those of you who listen to us uh, or watch us on YouTube know there's also an audio version available on SoundCloud which you can download as a podcast or listen to like a radio broadcast. Uh, but here we are. Yeah. Do you think they're going to
0: start some sort of like rival competing Monday check-in pod and video cast now that they know?
1: Now they it's know done? how easy it is to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That we don't have like a sound studio set up with microphones and
0: uh,
1: can... some sort of funky software we use or something. In case that wasn't obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the Monday
0: check-in, what we do is uh, we have a little bit of a chat about the scripture that's, uh, that we're going to use for the upcoming worship service. And uh, we kind of dive into that a little bit, kind of wonder what it might mean for us, for our lives, for as people of faith. And after that, we switch gears and we talk a little bit about what's going on in the life of the church. So uh, this is the first uh, pod and video Monday check-in of the summer. It's June 1st, uh, which works out kind of well.
1: Yeah, and it means that also that we're starting our summer series, which means we go off lectionary. Uh, Damon and I are generally sort of what we call lectionary preachers, where we follow the prescribed set of readings during the school year. And then in in the summertime, we uh, get to go off lectionary and have fun, and we do series. Uh, And this summer, for the first half of the summer, we're doing the children's book sermon series. And then the second half of the summer, we'll do the summer sermon song series. And so what we're going to do for you today is uh, read to you the children's book that will be part of the sermon on Sunday, and then uh, also read a scripture for you that uh, relates perhaps to the children's book, hopefully. And then uh, we'll have a conversation about that. So should we we get started?
0: Sure. And since it is summer, I'm going to go ahead and put on my summer gear.
1: All right. Get decked Um, out. And now I'm going to ask you to open with prayer while you're wearing those ridiculous sunglasses on the video. I can do that.
0: Let's pray. Loving and gracious God, I ask that your presence might be with us as we gather in this way this morning. As we consider your word, as we hear it once again, let it settle into our hearts. Let it settle into our lives. Let us become ever more fully uh, reflections of your divine image. In your gracious and loving name we pray.
1: Amen. And, all right. Well, we are going to uh, read the book Old Turtle for you. But what I'm going to do is share my screen because uh, I've scanned this book and put it into a PowerPoint uh, for the worship on Sunday. This book is written by uh, Douglas Wood and the watercolors are by Chen Qi Chi. And the publisher of the book is the Scholastic Press out of New York. So I'm going to share my screen here and we will all uh, read and show you the images. How about that? Sounds good to me. Glad, glad you're... I haven't
0: heard any objections from our listening audience yet, so. None
1: yet, so. Yeah. I don't think they know how to object though.
0: I haven't heard any objections from our non-listening
1: audience either, so. Indeed. There it is, share. I'm going to start the slideshow and hopefully Uh, through the magic, wonderful technology of Zoom, you will see that. So, Old Turtle. Once long, long ago, yet somehow not so very long, when all the animals and rocks and winds and waters and trees and birds and fish and all the beings of the world could speak and understand one another, I got ahead of myself. There began an argument. It began softly at first, quiet as the first breeze that whispered, He is a wind who is never still. Quiet as the stone that answered. He is a great rock that never moves. Gentle as the mountain that rumbled. God is a snowy peak high above the clouds. And then the fish in the ocean that answered, God is a swimmer in the dark blue depths of the sea. No, said a star, God is a twinkling and a shining far, far away. No, replied the ant, God is a sound and a smell and a feeling who is very, very close. God, said the antelope, is a runner, swift, and free, who loves to leap and race with the wind. She is a great tree, murmured the willow, a part of the world always growing and always giving. You are wrong, argued the island. God is separate and apart. God is like the shining sun, far above all things, said the blue sky. No, he is a river who flows through the very heart of things, thundered the waterfall. She is a hunter, roared the lion. God is gentle, chirped the robin. He is powerful, growled the bear. And the argument grew louder and louder and louder until stop, a new voice spoke. It rumbled loudly like thunder and it whispered softly like butterfly sneezes. The voice seemed to come from. Why it seemed to come from. Old Turtle. Now Old Turtle hardly ever said anything, and certainly never argued about things like God. But now Old Turtle began to speak. God is indeed deep, he said to the fish in the sea, and much higher than high, she told the mountains. He is swift. And free as the wind, and still and solid as a great rock, she said to the breezes and stones. She is the life of the world, Turtle said to the willow, always close by, yet beyond the farthest twinkling light, she told the ant and the star. God is gentle and powerful, above all things and within all things." "'God is all that we dream of and all that we seek,' said Old Turtle, "'all that we come from and all that we can find. "'God is.'" Old Turtle had never said so much before. All the beings of the world were surprised and became very quiet, but Old Turtle had one more thing to say. "'There will soon be a new family of beings in the world,' she said." And they will be strange and wonderful. They will be reminders of all that God is. They will come in many colors and shapes, with different faces and different ways of speaking. Their thoughts will soar to the stars, but their feet will walk the earth. They will possess many powers, will be strong yet tender a message of love from God to the earth and a prayer from the earth back to God. And the people came. But the people forgot. They forgot that they were a message of love and a prayer from the earth. And they began to argue about who knew God and who did not, and where God was and was not, and whether God was or was not. And often the people misused their powers and hurt one another or killed one another. And they hurt the earth until finally even the forests began to die and the rivers and the oceans, and the plants, and the animals, and the earth itself. Because the people could not remember who they were or where God was, until one day there came a voice, like the growling of thunder, but as soft as butterfly sneezes, please stop. The voice seemed to come from the mountain who rumbled. Sometimes I see God swimming in the dark blue depths of the sea. And from the ocean who sighed, he is often among the snow-capped peaks reflecting the sun. From the stone who said, I sometimes feel her breath as she blows by. And from the breeze who whispered, I feel his still presence as I dance among the rocks. And the star said, God is very close. And the island said, his love touches everything. And after a long, lonesome, and scary time, the people listened and began to hear and to see God in one another and in the beauty of all the earth. And old Turtle smiled, and so did God.
0: So that's the story of Old Turtle. And that uh, book, children's book, I guess, if, if you want to call it children's book, Um Uh, is uh, is being paired with uh, the scripture reading from the first chapter of the book of Genesis. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take off my sunglasses here so I can see what I'm doing, uh, because it's my job to read the scripture. Uh, So this is Genesis chapter 1. It'll be uh, pretty familiar to folks, I'm guessing. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered in one place, and let dry ground appear. And and it was so. And God saw that it was good And then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years and let them be lights and let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light to the earth. And it was so. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds. The livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind, and it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock. And all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Then God said, I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds of the sky, and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Here Here is this reading. Greg, what do you think that Don has?
1: So that's the other secret we reveal on our podcast this week. Uh, Don Kennedy will be preaching this Sunday. So neither Damon nor I have to do anything with this book or this scripture. It's Don who has to figure out how this will preach. Uh, But uh, I think he picked a very good book. And I also think he picked, uh, paired it with a very meaningful scripture. Yeah. It's Um, interesting
0: to me that he picked this this scripture. Um, I would have been tempted to pick uh something bad (laughs) um because it seemed to me like the fundamental question of that book to me seems to be are humans good what what are they good for are they good for anything um or are they just uh i would have picked a garden scene i
1: think the (laughs) fall Um, The fall of humanity, huh? Well, yeah. But I I think the book tracks the fall of humanity and then it it does redeem in the end, right?
0: Yeah, I think the book does. You're not yet (laughs) sure about humanity? I'm not sure. I I mean, the book seems to sort of assert. I think the book asserts this uh, idea of humanity as, as being reflections of the image of God, right? Uh, which comes forth directly from this passage of scripture, right? Let us make humankind in our image. Um, and, the, and the book really seems to capture that that human beings are, are full of possibility, right? Uh, and, and generally, we hope that they use that possibility for good, right? To, to create beauty, and peace, and love, and hospitality, and generosity. Um, and human beings are also capable of, of not those things, um, uh, of the opposite of those things. Of, of, and they're really quite skilled at breaking things, and destroying things, and not taking responsibility for anything, and, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I think the book redeems them at, or assumes that they will be able to find their way at some point. I'm not always so sure about that.
1: Yeah, uh, we you know we live between the now and the not yet, right? Uh, yeah. The now is that broken reality that you described. The not yet is God's kingdom, uh, which I love when it's described in Isaiah as the peaceable kingdom. Um, and I love thinking about that image Uh, while acknowledging that that's not our current present reality, that we are far, far from that. Um, And yet, uh, what do we say at the beginning of every worship service every Sunday here at First Present Hastings? We are a community of hope. And here you will always hear a message of hope proclaimed. And and we do believe in the hope uh, of the resurrection and the redemption of humankind. Um, We... That doesn't mean we just wait for some far off reality or paradise, but it means that we are called to work on that redemption each day of our lives. That's our call as Christians. That's what Jesus taught his disciples and Jesus still teaches us um, is that we're called to, to build that world that looks like the one at the very end of the book where humanity figures it out and does in fact reflect all of these beautiful images of God into the world. But um, but I think naming the brokenness and and naming the reality now is not a bad thing, Damon. I think you're, you're right. But I, I think about what you are about to go do uh, on Friday morning, pile into vans with uh, some teenagers and adult sponsors and um, go seek to make a corner of the world a little bit more like god's kingdom uh if only for seven days um and you will not only create god's kingdom through the people you help in biloxi mississippi but you will also create god's kingdom through the community that you create in the van ride on the drive down there um and over the meals you share and the bread you break together and so yeah it's uh i share i share your concern about humanity and our capacity to to not do it, but I also share the hope of the book and uh, the hope of the passage that uh, God saw all that He had made and it was very good.
0: Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, because things like that, like that, sir, like the service trip, um, or you know, things like United Harbor, and we could list a big long list of things, right? Um, but the service trip in particular there's so much of that that is, that is really about um, reminding ourselves of what our actual calling is. Um, and you could say the same of most any worship service, like most, you know, like most any committee meeting, probably, right? Um, but like, it's, it's constant work <laughs> to, to remind ourselves of what our actual calling is, right? That that our actual calling is to bear the likeness and image of God in the world, right? And, and that, that we have to constantly remind ourselves <laughs> of that. Like, in this conversation, my actual job is to bear the image and likeness of God. Like When I go to the store, my actual job is to bear the image and likeness of God in the world, right? Um, and because we are um maybe not forgetful but easily distracted i would say as, as creatures <laughs> uh, we are so easily pulled in any number of other directions and like drawn to any number of other philosophies or ways of being however you want to think of that um, um so i i'd like that idea of um that they that in the book that they had to remember um and even the animals that you know they had to be reminded uh, of a different kind of a wisdom i guess
1: yeah i loved the argument the animals had uh about who they perceive god to be based upon their own understandings Mm -hmm. and then you have a shift at the end of the book where first the island says god is stands alone and apart from everything like an island yeah the end of the book and the islands acquiesces and says god is touching everything god is a part of everything and each one of them reverse their understandings of the image of god by the end of the book to realize that god is is these things um it's a beautiful book
0: yeah that, that, that they're willing to take on other perspectives right like,
1: yeah when you're reading that
0: opening bit i wrote here uh is god contextual is the is the question that i wrote and Uh, I certainly, I think that our perception of God has to be shaped and affected by by our own context, right? It's shaped and formed by the church that I grew up in, which was a rural country church, which sat in the middle of cornfields. Like, you know, like that is a different religious experience, a different perspective than if I would have grown up in Omaha, or if I would have grown up in Minneapolis, or if I'd have grown up in Australia or Germany or Syria. Um, And so, but the importance of being willing to listen to and hear other perspectives and gain insights from other folks. Um, I also wrote here that it's fun to argue about God.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's... So long as people approach that with uh, humility and, and I'll riff on my sermon from Sunday, curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, aunt, you think God is present in all things and tiny and, and because you're present in all things and tiny, right. And when do you think God is like a wind because that's, you know, wind. And of course God would be like a wind because you know, um, and approaching that with humility and curiosity and being willing to see, as all of those different folks do by the end of the book, that God is is both of those things, and and the contextual nature of it is is a great thing. We uh, often talk about um, words we use for God, and, and, and you won't often hear uh, Damon and I consistently using masculine words for the Creator God all the time. We, we mix it up, and we'll put in Uh, feminine or gender neutral terms for God as well. And that's because one, the biblical witness has different images of God. Uh, And Jesus does call God father, but there are also images in the Bible of God. um, There's a Psalm about God being a mothering hen, uh, taking its brood under its wings. And there are other images of God as well in the Bible that point us towards uh, these things. And I was thinking about that. I had this realization because I, I generally used almost exclusively masculine language for God before I went to seminary. And then in my first semester of seminary, my theology professor said, if your only image of father is uh, an abusive one, and the only language you ever use for God is father, that's going to make it difficult for somebody who had an abusive relationship with their father growing up to be able to connect with the creator God. Um And it's not that you can't use masculine language for God, but mix it up. Uh, Use the language uh, that's available in our biblical witness about who God is. And, um, and yeah. And and so it's contextual is a a good way to to put that. And I just think um, I had a phenomenal relationship with my dad growing up. And so when I think of God as father, um, that's, that's a very comforting image to me because my dad was a comforter and a provider and a, he cared for me, uh, but also I had a wonderful relationship with my mother, and so when I think of God as 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 Mother Hen, as we read about in the Bible, um, that's also a comforting image to me, but it's, it's contextual, right?
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think it's also, we need the perspectives of others to keep ourselves from projecting much of ourselves onto god
1: very well said say that again we need the perspective of others
0: yes to keep ourselves from projecting too much of of ourselves onto god
1: which is exactly what this book is about right Right. i mean that's the the the, the first third or half of the book is about different pieces of creation projecting their own image of creation onto god and We need those other perspectives as these folks do throughout the course of the book, they have this, this change of heart and they realize that God is these things too, right? Um, That's, and that's always been my attraction to the church around the world and why I've done so much global mission is I love to understand and read the Bible with folks that live in a different context with me and see scripture through their eyes and see their understanding of God through their eyes, because it broadens my own understanding of who God is and how God is at work in the world. And that's the benefit even of the go and serve trip, right? Y'all are going to Biloxi, Mississippi, which is a radically different context than Hastings, Nebraska. And your team will be exposed to very different ideas and understandings while you're there. uh, And that will open up your eyes and your hearts to newer and deeper understandings of god because god is beyond our human imagination right our brains are finite god is infinite uh and so we need to be constantly seeking those new understandings of god yeah when was that um book written let me check he asked curiously 1992
0: 92 I was just trying to think about what was going on in the world yeah in 1992 that um someone would have felt compelled to put a story into it about the importance of hearing from other perspectives and um yeah and not getting lost in the argument i think there's something about not getting lost in the argument that that's important there
1: yeah
0: as well yeah. um
1: yeah, I don't know. Do you think it'll preach? I think Don can preach it. Don can yeah. preach just about anything. That's the yeah. great part about these old pastors. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: so. Uh,
1: should we switch gears? Let's let's do that. Let's uh, right. update folks on what's going on in life. The church. So, right now, as we record this Monday check-in on Tuesday, uh, vacation Bible school is is going um and so uh I guess we would ask for prayers for our VBS for our kiddos and for the volunteers they're over on the green space in front from the Masonic Center here in Hastings it's a joint VBS with First United Methodist and First Pres and so uh be praying for them that it's just a meaningful joyful, love filled week for all who are involved with that
0: yeah yep it should be good and the weather looks like it's going to be nice as well so we've got to
1: Yeah, in June, you never know in Nebraska. (laughs) Yep.
0: Uh, We've got a couple of things going on in terms of uh, worship that folks will want to be aware of. Uh, Beginning on June 13th, is that correct? Correct. Uh, We're going to have two worship services. There will be a 930 worship service that will be outside, weather permitting. It'll be at Alexander Park, which is uh, just on the corner of 7th and uh, Lincoln. The other, not the corner where the church is. I mean, it's at that corner, but it's at a different part of the corner.
1: Northwest corner instead of the southwest corner. Yeah, that's the one.
0: That's the one. Uh, We've been there several times in the past, so folks probably know where it is. So that service will be at 9:30 in the morning uh, folks there will be some chairs available if folks want to bring their own chair they can and yes go ahead Greg
1: oh no that's that's a new feature this summer we did go ahead and buy I think uh, about two dozen chairs uh, that will be wheeled over there and available if folks have difficulty bringing their own chairs um, and if people have difficulty parking or parking lot walking over there too if you get there early you can park on the street right in front of the park and then there'll be a chair right there for you so it's like 10 steps and then there'll be a chair so uh if you would like to join us outdoors on sunday mornings and um that service is um mask optional uh we're still going to recommend that folks wear masks but not require it for that service since it is outdoors and the science tells us that the the disease is less likely to be contagious outdoors and uh all that so uh, and there will be congregational hymn singing at that service as well. Yep. So if you've been wanting to sing, uh,
0: that's, that's, uh, and I guess sing with others, you could sing at your house, I suppose, whenever you want it. Uh, then the 930 service, uh, starting on the 13th of June and running through the summer uh, would be a good option. We will still do the 1030 service uh, also, and the 1030 service will be just as it has been for the last several months. Uh, it'll be on the radio, it'll be on Facebook. Uh, folks can attend in person if they would like. Uh, we'll still have require masks, and we will re- continue to refrain from congregational singing because we are indoors, um, and there's just a higher risk uh, of potentially spreading COVID nineteen. So, uh, so that starts in two weeks. That schedule. So, yep.
1: Uh, And in the meantime, as you know, we're starting our summer sermon series first on Children's Lit. We've got six weeks of that. We've got our books picked out. If you go to our social media, you'll be able to see which books we're going to be preaching on. Uh, And then after that, we have our summer sermon song series. And I think we still have space for one or two songs in that. So if you have a secular song that you have always thought might make a good sermon or you want to try to challenge or stump your pastors, uh, send it along and we'll either put it in the rotation for the summer sermon song series or... We will uh we'll do a separate podcast on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: I'm I'm up for a challenge. I'd bring it on, I say. Uh, my dad sent me a suggestion. He suggested um, you load sixteen ton, and what do you get? Um, by um, Tennessee something Williams, maybe.
1: Tennessee Williams is a playwright, isn't he?
0: Mm, it's by somebody. Okay. <laughs> I'll get a text from Grant in about four hours that'll tell me <laughs> it's that <funny. laughs>
1: That'll be great. Because that means Grant's <laughs> listening to our podcast and mm-hmm. interacting with it. So that's good. Yeah.
0: Not to call him out or anything, but you <laughs> sent me a, a text very short. We talked about a police song maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It that mean
1: police or something. Yeah.
0: He sent me a text very shortly after that podcast went live to say yes that was a police song so there
1: you go excellent excellent well <laughs> any other announcements we need to make folks aware of today uh i don't think so then can i close us with a word of prayer yes please gracious and loving god we thank you for the book old turtle and for all of the images of god that are present in that book all of which are grounded in our understanding of who you are Bless us with curiosity and an openness to hear about how others perceive and understand you and your holy being, God. We also ask that you bless our VBS volunteers and kids that they have a wonderful week and bless our go and serve team as they take off on Friday morning. May each of those experiences be ones that open people's eyes and minds and hearts to you, O God, to your love for us and our call to be image bearers, to bear the image of God and to bear the image of God's love to the world. May we always keep that in the front of our minds in our day-to-day lives. In Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, with all those things said and done,
0: until next time, Toodaloo.